Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher spiritual feminist and empowered living coach. Today I have the pleasure and honor of sharing time with Crystal Alexander Hill. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you, Joni. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm, I'm so glad you could join me from the other side of the world. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's beautiful what we the connections we can make through technology when we're all aligned with the same vision and the same purpose. It all the connections happen. Absolutely. Let me tell folks a little bit more about you. Mm. So Crystal's purpose is to be the embodiment of the divine feminine and to assist humanity to shift back into a culture where the feminine qualities are honored and respected again. And she comes from a soul lineage of high priestesses in ancient Egypt and beyond. In her present day life, she is the founder of Goddess Reawakening with a background in neurolinguistic programming and life coaching. She's authored two books, She Who Would Be Queen, How to Claim Your Highest Power, and In the Womb of a Goddess, of the Goddess, a Pregnancy Companion Towards Blissful Birth. Mm, I'm going to pause there. you know that this this show is a lot about the idea of feminine sovereignty and it's also about that idea of trusting the sacred feminine and that sense of flow and when you and I were attuning at the beginning before we started the recording um, just the quality of I would say presence and sacred space that entered was so palpable for me. Mm. Yes. 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 So I, I just wanna, I just wanna name that and and invite you, our wonderful listener, kind of into the sacred space with us because my sense is that part of what is going to come through is is really an experience of being in sacred space together. Mm. Yeah, so just inviting you to take a deep breath and to relax, whatever you're doing, just... Mm. It's like coming into the temple or into the sanctuary. Yes, it's about joining the sisterhood and remembering that we all used to sit in sisterhood. Mm. Yeah, so I would love for you to share more of what you know about that for our listeners. Mm. 
Well, I'd like to start by sharing that for me, I've not always been in this awareness, in this space, in this knowing of who I really am and that connection back. And for me, in order to remember my purpose, I had to experience the opposite first. Mm. The, so living in the wounded masculine, growing up in a society, um, I chose Germany as my home country, which is based on masculine principles of rules and regulations and fear and guilt about the Second World War that my parents were still carrying emotional suppression in order to survive um, so I, I, I um, got the perfect training ground of what it is not to be the divine feminine, to be in that flow, in that, in that expansion. Um, and I became a high achiever and it took a long time, you know, significant moment by significant moment to come closer and closer back into where I feel really at home now. And that space of, yeah, the, the, the divine feminine, the space of flow, that space of expansion and freedom that comes from that. Mm-hmm. And how did, you, how did you come to make that shift? It's quite a dramatic shift or awakening. Yeah, it, it happened probably over a period of 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the first moment being um, realizing that my first marriage was probably not what I, what I needed to stay in for the rest of my life. I remember going into it because I was a princess. You know, in terms of the archetype, mm-hmm. I was a princess. I was a princess, and I needed rescuing. I needed that safety and security. I was working as a freelance theatre director in London, and. Money can be very scarce in that environment, and you know it was tempting a lot. And there, here was a man who, who could offer me that safety. And so the decision to marry him was actually a very logical one. And up to that point, I had always in my life made logical decisions, not decisions from the heart, mm-hmm. um, fear-based decisions that I felt would advance me in my life and keep me safe, um, very much in the masculine. And so I even though I knew this wasn't the man for me. I knew I had broken the off the engagement once and I still got into it because I was still in that princess archetype. Um, eventually, my higher self said, okay, you've got to get out of this again. You know, you've got to listen to yourself and be true to who you are. And so I still, um, I still thought that my logic was still fighting that to the point when my body got involved. And I was physically repulsed by his presence lying in bed next to him. I nearly had to, I had to get out of bed and almost vomit. Mm. It was becoming so powerful. Like my higher self was saying, no, you have to listen to your inner voice. And if you don't do it just by us giving you an intuition, we're going to show it to you physically. Um, and so I said, okay, okay, I'm listening. And, um, and because this was also the time when I, you know, I did know this wasn't right. So I was starting to search. I was... It was very easy to blame him, but I was also starting to look inside of myself of, okay, so what am I contributing here? What's going on? How can I make this work? And that, that started this journey of spiritual awakening and seeking out tarot card readers and doing spiritual retreats. And, mm-hmm. and so it felt like that was the first time when it was also around my Saturn return when 
I began to chip away the conditioning, um, the perception of who I'm all supposed to be. That being too hard on myself, that started to chip away then to the point when I was able to have a dream to come to Australia. I had a physical, I had an actual dream hmm. because after the, after I finally decided to break up, um, I gave myself a year to go back into the theater world and to, for the flow to happen again because the universe had taken all of that away from me so that I couldn't escape into my career. I couldn't hmm. escape anywhere. I had to face it. Um, and so I said, okay, I'll give myself a year to get back into it. Um, and nothing, nothing happened. So I thought, okay, so obviously I'm not in the right place anymore. Where, where am I meant to be? And I looked at the globe and I looked at where I wanted to be. And the synchronicity is starting to get back in. And I was, you know, learning to listen to the signs and not just thinking, oh, that's just an accident or a coincidence, but actually knowing that all these little signs were directions and messages from my higher self. Um, I, lots of my friends were going to Australia, lots of, I was working, temping in an Australian company. Um, there was just so much. And then I had this dream and the airplane, I was in an airplane and it landed and it, I heard this voice saying, welcome to Australia. Mm. And I remember it so clearly and the colors were so bright. It was so beautiful. And in that moment, after I heard those words, my alarm went off. As if to say, da ding, da ding, da ding, pay attention. <laughs> and so I said, okay, because I had already all these signs leading up to this final one. I said, right, I'm listening. And um, I trusted myself. And I, for the, because after I um, left that relationship, I became the queen. You know, we always, always those, those traumatic moments, those hardship moments in our life. Mm -hmm. uh, allowing us or helping us to step up in our, into our next development. So he, his role was in my life was to help me to get from the princess archetype into my queen, into my sovereignty mm -hmm. on some level. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't, I was still in a masculine sovereignty, <laughs> um, not yet in the feminine, um, but at least I, I um, became self-reliant in being able to look after myself and really in that moment making that decision to always trust my heart and my intuition and yeah so I found a way to come to Australia there's another story around that but you know you asked the significant moments there was a moment around trust and money and being provided because it was in alignment yes yes so much there's so much there uh, in terms of how things unfolded for you and Actually, I would love to just jump ahead to do kind of the contrast of where where you came from, where you were, but where you are now. Can you share with Ooh. share with um, our our wonderful listeners where you are right now in your journey? Yes, yes. I'll start with a really personal realization that I had just yesterday, and then um, go into the more other things. I On the weekend, I was running a workshop called The Return to the Temple of Isis, mm -hmm. which is about the ancient sexual practices. Um, and I really was so passionate about empowering women to, to claim and give themselves permission to be sexual beings that we are. And, um, and what I realized, there was a I, I took some footage and I saw myself reflected back to me. 
And there was such a glow, you know, as I was holding space for these women, there was such a, um, yeah, a grace, a presence, a glow and an awareness. And seeing that reflected back to me made that sink in even more. So I'm feeling that we always need the mirror. Mm-hmm. And the the way I got to this place, really, I have to thank and honor my partner, Alex, my now life partner, who is channeling source and who has been sent to me in order to move me from the masculine way of running my life, needing to prove myself into really um, dropping into that more feminine space. And the way he did that was by holding up the mirror to me of all the stuff that I had disowned in terms of my masculine things. Um, and it, again, there was a really a challenge. It was a very challenging journey to be faced with that because we are, you know, we're not used to or trained or to show our vulnerabilities as a society, to show our shadow, to, to own or claim that. So most most in order to survive and function in this world, we put it push it under the carpet. But it's only when we can bring it to the surface and embrace that as well with compassion, knowing that that shadow is part of our journey. It's a gift that we have created and we have chosen to experience from a higher perspective mm. in order to gain certain experiences that will ultimately assist us to fully being and stepping into our purpose so that that for me in my life it's really that dynamic between the wounded masculine and the divine feminine Mm -hmm. so that each time that I was bringing more awareness to it owning it and setting the intention actually transforming it and doing something about it shifting it um, bringing more light bringing more spaciousness bringing more empowerment more sovereignty back into me more flow into my life Well, I'm I'm also struck by the the role your partner has played, and in it seems like in both uh, partnerships, the the man in your life has been like a conduit or a, a crucible. That relationship has been a crucible for your change and for your uh, kind of growing into the next. Um, level of whether it's your power or your presence or your your beingness it's it's, mm. it's really beautiful yes and i feel that a lot of the times intimate relationships take on that role like mm-hmm. you know we talk about soul partners and soul mates um and i was recently talking to a woman and she said you know my soulmate. I had my soulmate and now he's gone again and I don't understand. And I said, well, there will be a purpose in this because it is in those intimate relationships that we are most all of who we are, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Yes. <laughs> you know? um, we can have the most amazing connection and the other person will mirror the best in us back to us, bring that out in us. But equally, that other person, that partner is there to bring out all the the shadow that still needs to be transmuted. And so when we, and he was, it was very hard for him initially as well. He's saying, oh my God, you know, if she breaks the deal, I'm out. Like if she's breaking it, I'm out of here because this is, this is full on. And uh, 
you know, in the beginning, I would not talk to him for 24 hours because my ego was um, too strong. And then I got back and said, no, I know. I know that he's right. I know that he's been sent to me for this purpose of assisting me. And so I stuck at it. And so it it takes an incredible strength and courage and persistence to to move through those things, especially if it's in an intimate relationship where that person that's holding up the mirror is also supposed to be the person who's supporting you through the challenges. Yeah. And so so he was wearing those two hats and um <laughs> and it was, you know, I give myself credit for for sticking around and staying and not running away other than initially the 24 hours and you know that that became minutes and now we just, you know, if it, if there's still a mirror, it we now talk about it straight away and it gets it gets dissolved because it doesn't just it lessens but the patterns will never go away. We can deactivate them. Mm-hmm. But then when we come to the next level of our awareness, of our expansion as a soul, they come back. And we need to deactivate them on the next level too. Yes. And so, yeah, so throughout our seven, eight years together now, um, yeah, as I was upgrading, I had to revisit the patterns again and we were moving through them again. And, you know, I really so grateful for him to sticking to the contract because that was a sole contract that we made that he would come down here to assist me in really reclaiming the divine feminine so I can be a role model to my clients to the women around me and you know really just with the awareness that is coming through that we're getting because he channels and he channels source and there's so much beautiful stuff and awarenesses that I can share now yeah, and to do that, I really needed to be not doing it from ego, not doing it because I had to prove myself, but really from that pure place of the divine feminine, which is the the creatrix, the 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 essence, the you know the source. Mm-hmm. It is from that source space. Yes, and just as you're describing your connection and relationship with him, I can feel that place of that many of us as as women and and you our beautiful listener may feel this as well where there is like a a yielding that is required or a you know a letting go of that kind of brittle place of the ego or the over you know the over masculine um huh. I'm losing my words, but that yeah, we're we're meant yeah. to yeah. we're meant to prove ourselves in the world. We're meant to be perfect in the world. We're meant to be achieving things in the world, and and then that's all the masculine that we've been conditioned from school. Yes, and then to step into our vulnerability and say, yeah, I fucked up. Excuse the language, but yes, I you know, I did that. Yes, I was wrong. To own that, once we can own it. There is so much power that comes from it and the softening that can come from that because then we, the ego will step aside mm-hmm. and we're dropping into a really authentic place and from that place the tears can come, the wall breaks down and then we can share and look up, okay, how can we support each other in moving through this? Yes, and that kind of the multidimensional aspect of both the emotional and you were talking earlier about the sexual and you know it's like being partners in all those ways 
Mm. Yeah. Coming together. And the other piece I wanted to name as you were describing your experience with the video and uh, witnessing yourself, um, my last podcast was about this idea of radiant presence. And that is precisely what I'm hearing when I hear you describe that, like your presence, which to me feels like a very, it's like a, a feminine expression of power. It's not mm. that, that men can't hold that, but the, the women that I um, am attracted to and drawn to that are, you know, that are doing their own work, I see that within them. Um, and I, you know, I feel that place kind of cultivating in me where there is just this radiance. Um, and it, it isn't this overpowering, but it is this very potent energy. Mm. And I, I yes. hear that in you. And I, I hear that in the description of your experience. It's beautiful. Mm, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so I do want to ask you, as I ask all of my guests, um, specifically about the idea of sacred feminine flow and, and that experience of trusting that. And you certainly have named a number of experiences, but I don't know if you have a specific story you would like to share with us about a time when you did that. Yes, so the first one that I, I mentioned already was the way I was guided to come to Australia and it was so irrational because the money I had put aside for my um, for my tax, as I was self-employed, I had to pay the tax at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. That was the money that it would take to purchase the, tr the flight. Mm. And so I thought, well, you know, and I, I was living off credit cards. I was cleverly maneuvering from credit card to credit card so I would avoid paying. But so, so I had this money left and I thought, no, I've been given the signs. I've asked for another one. I got it. I've got to buy it. I've got to, you know, I've got to buy the ticket because that's what is in alignment. So I did. And a week later, or within the week of doing that, I get a phone call from a translating agency that I had been knocking on the door on because uh, they pay very good money. And I said, look, I'm available. I can. Mm -hmm. And so they call me and they say, I'm so sorry for the short notice, but could you please jump into this project? Um, one of our translators has had a family crisis and she can't do it. And the fee was the exact amount that I had spent in mm. purchasing that ticket. Wow. So, you, you know, the signs don't get any bigger in, in how the universe works with us when we are in alignment when we're listening to that intuition, to that inner voice without using external rationalization or logic to make decisions. The universe always rewards when we're in alignment and when we have that power. Mm. And so that's one. I have another one as well. I don't know if you wanted to hear that too. Sure. So the second time that I really trusted my feminine intuition was when, when I made the decision to say yes to coming into partnership with my, with Alex, with my now partner. Mm. Um, I was in and out 
on and off with an ex and it was getting emotionally really draining and we're both thinking well maybe if we develop ourselves a little bit better release some stuff we could get back together because there was this emotional connection he was um, the second significant relationship that assisted me on getting from the queen of swords that logical more into awakening my emotions because um, he, he was very emotional and so there was this emotional pull that was still holding me towards him but it was so draining and I couldn't function I couldn't do any work and I said to the universe I've had enough I can't do this anymore I need to find the partner I'm meant to be with if it isn't somebody else please present him to me now or if there's nobody I know I'm meant to be going back to this ex and so then I meet Alex and in our first coffee meeting he's saying you asked the universe to send you somebody I don't know what you asked for but I'm here to tell you that I am that person and now you have to know that he is not my type physically he is 12 years older he is a little bit you know totally not my type physically and I'm just looking at him it's like are you kidding me like my ego was going ballistic <laughs> absolutely crazy and then I thought okay well if he's saying that so I looked into his eyes and I just tuned into his soul and I thought, oh no, he's right. Mm. And it was literally that, oh no, I like because my, my ego really didn't want that. So what are my friends like? What, what are my friends going to think if I'm suddenly with a man like this? And, I, and it took it took about a week for my ego to calm down and for my me to re realign and say, no, we're doing this. Mm. I'm following my heart. I'm following my guidance, and I can see that he is right and he is that to me. So yeah, that was a big moment to not give into the ego, not give into logic, not give into pre-perceptions and to completely switch type for, for an intuitive knowing that there was a soul contract that I had made with him to be together. And, you know, we are now co-creating a lot of things, um, pro products as well. And that's part of, that's part of the journey. And the other one was really for me to, find my way back home to myself to my true self mm -hmm. oh that's beautiful yeah. yeah i i love just i i love the part that you know trusting our sacred feminine flow is not about it's not all about just like letting go and going with the flow you know there there are times when it requires that inner discipline that inner um, commitment and follow-through yes in a, in a situation like this where you're being presented something that like this is not what I was looking for in my mind <laughs> <laughs> yes but often yeah. that's how it shows up in a in a form you wouldn't recognize at first pass Exactly. And so, you know, the inspiration or the invitation is really if that happens to any of the listeners to really listen to the inner voice. That is the voice that's not shouting because the ego is shouting. The ego is saying, no, 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 you can't do this. What do we do? But there's another voice inside mm -hmm. and it's that voice that is the truth. Mm -hmm. And so if we can cultivate that and give that space, you know, life can unfold with flow, with ease, the way it's been designed to unfold. Yes. And it doesn't mean that if we, if we, if we don't listen to it, we, we have missed the opportunity. 
because just like in a CD-ROM game, we have scripted several opportunities into our into our life where we might get another opportunity. But often that opportunity is then accompanied with even bigger struggle. You know, I, I shared with you that I didn't listen to my intuition leaving my first marriage and I had had to become to a point where everything was taken away from me externally and my body was going into nausea for me to get it. Mm. So we always get the signs, but it depends on we can listen to them first time or we can make it harder for ourselves but eventually the the way we've designed our life is that we will get it yes we will come into alignment one way or another yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) well i would i would love to ask you um, another question that i ask all my guests which is from where you're standing today and all the wisdom that you embody, if you were to sit down and meet and have a conversation with your younger self, what would you say to her? Mm. Yeah, I would say to her, and I'm, I'm visualizing as you were speaking, I'm visualizing the time in my life when I was around 10 mm. and I was being bullied at school. And I would come home and my dad would tell me, you know, you're just different. You're special. They don't understand who you are. Mm. And, you know, he was, he was, you know, he was, he was right. But there was another thing that I I made a belief. um, I made a decision based on what he was telling me that I felt I had to prove myself to those people and tell them and show them how wrong they were. Mm. And thus was born the high achiever. Mm Um, that needed to, I needed to, you know, I, I, I was a real high achiever. I was doing so many things when I was younger and have done all my life until, you know, I feel like now we're more, we're more flow. So what I would say to her is that it, it's, you're spe- it's enough that you know that you're special. There's nothing, and they're special too. Mm. You know, we're all special. And so you're, we're, and we're all different. And yes, they may not necessarily understand who you are, and and you may not necessarily understand who they are. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we need to prove anything. It does. It's enough to. It's enough to be who you are, mm-hmm. and to to know that for yourself. And if anything, just become more true to you. Don't focus the awareness and attention on on proving yourself, proving your worth, Mm. controlling. I was controlling myself into existence at times. It felt like having having such a strong hold and trying to control my my reality and to just allow, you know, I would just say, it's okay, just just be, just enjoy, just just be, just flow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel my shoulders relax as you say that. Mm. Yes. So I, I would also ask if, um, from your place of wisdom, and and certainly from your, kind of your priestess lineage or your priestess being archetype. Um, essence, all of that, just what, is there anything specifically you would like to share with 
our wonderful listeners. It's about reclaiming our essence. It's mm -hmm. about not buying into the societal conditioning that comes all the way back from the original sin. You know, every culture has this original sin that is there to keep us small, keep us in fear, keep us controlled. So from my priestess self, the invitation is to each listener, to each woman to tune back into her knowing and to give herself permission to be wild, to be too much, to be empowered. Mm. Because we're not, you know, the feminine power is so potent, so beautiful and so strong that the wounded masculine is fearing it. But at the same time, if a woman is stepping back into that, she can lift the wounded masculine back into its divinity as well. And so we, so I feel if we, if somebody, if we need to be given permission, I give you permission to be you, to be, to find that uniqueness that is within you, that no, and to stop the comparing. You can never be as good as the other person doing what the other person is doing because that's not what you're meant to be doing. What you're meant to be doing is finding within you what is that uniqueness. Because each and every one of us, we all have our mess. We all have our traumas. We all have our fears. And there usually is a story, a theme. You know, mine is the wounded masculine, the control, the the competition, that all that masculine stuff that was then bringing me back into my divine feminine flow and that soft power. So what is your story? What is your journey? And in that journey, in those relationships, in those significant painful moments are the jewels to who you are and your uniqueness and your unique gift to this world. So the invitation is to claim that and to shine in that space. When we are empowered and really stepping into that power, the jealousy or the fear that we, is projected onto us can move through us and it doesn't attach anymore. Hmm. I remember when I was younger, I would hide my beauty. I would try and be invisible. But now that I, I am empowered, I can, I, can, I can show it because I know that I could handle anything that comes my way, any, any objectification, it just moves through me. It doesn't attach anymore because I have risen above that. And so we can all do that, to rise above the things that are being projected onto us, the expectations that are being projected onto us, to find that inner truth. And to listen to that and act that out and shine that. And if you do, you give permission to others to do the same. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. So I know that you, you work one-on-one -on -one with clients and you have done a number of uh, visualizations and you have, you have a free gift on your website, yes? Yes, that's right. Um, so I would love to share that with 
um, our listeners, your website is goddessreawakening.com. And if they go there, they can access some of your wisdom and some of your gifts and, yes. and your books as well, yes? That's right, yes, yes. In particular, the free gift that I have is how to, the five secrets to reclaiming your feminine flow. So that's a, mm. a mini video series to really, yeah, finding ways in which we can move back into that. And it feels like it's um, potent to mention, given that that's what we've been talking about. Yes, absolutely. And I, I can't believe we've already reached the end of our time, Crystal, but I'm, I'm so glad that you have joined us and it, it's been a real pleasure and a gift to have you here. Mm, thank you so much for creating this space so we can all share and be inspired and, and create more sovereignty, more divine feminine sovereignty on this planet. My pleasure, my deep pleasure. And I, I want to thank you, my dear listener, for taking the time to be here with us today. And I want to remind you, until next time, to always, always, always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.